everybody to another Boostly podcast and this is another round table. So this is an extended version. This is a long form contact over an hour long. We've got four amazing guests that we're going to be talking about property management software. But before we begin, I've got two sponsors for this episode. We've got Hostfully who do digital guidebooks and they've got a property management software themselves. Please do go check out hostfully.com you get a free digital guidebook. It's so important that everybody has a digital guidebook in 2021 and beyond. So please do go get your free digital guidebook from hostfully.com. The other show sponsor is Zivu. Nime from Zivu is very kindly sponsored this episode. Um, they are one of the leading PMS providers out there. I've known Nime for a while now. Uh, anybody who's in a Facebook group around hospitality will know Nime. He's prolific. Uh, Zivu is growing massively through word of mouth. That means hosts all over the world, many portfolios, one property, 100 properties, whatever it may be, are using it, loving it, recommending it. They've got some really exciting news that they will drop in this podcast episode. If you want to find out more, they've got a special page for you. Boostly.co.uk forward slash explore, E-X-P-L-O-R-E. Please go there. All right, now we've got that out of the way. Let's get on with the show. Okay, everybody, welcome, welcome, welcome. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to another episode of the Boostly Round table and today we are going to be talking about a very important part of all of your businesses it's what powers it in the background we're going to talk about property management software otherwise known as pms this is a freestyle i'm going off the dome ready for my close-up good looking let me tell you get more bookings Oh, that'd be nice, giving me tips, tools and advice. Yeah, you're going to get them, hon. You're going to sit back, listen to Mark Simpson. Oh, having a blast. Going to get it on the Boostly podcast. Boostly like Bruce Lee, because it's so hard and the tea is loose leaf. Making up those rhymes, don't write it, just do it loosely. If you want my respect, you're better put direct. Mm, here are the words in the podcast, that's what comes next. Okay. Welcome, welcome everybody to a, another episode. Now what I'm going to do is we've got some esteemed guests with us today. Uh, some uh, lovely, lovely people from the world of um, STR short-term rentals. We're from the world of property management software. Uh, we, we've got a nice little collection here. So what I uh, would like everybody to do as you are tuning in, whether you're watching this on the live or whether you're watching it on the replay, just let us know where you're watching from. Also let us know um, the name of your business, give, you, give your hospitality a little bit of a pitch and a promote uh, and do it all in the comments, whether you're watching on Facebook or YouTube or, or even if you're watching back with us live, just come in and say hi uh, and also as well do us a massive favor, just share this video um, into a Facebook group, share it with a friend, tell everybody about it because what we're going to be talking about this evening is something that is good, is very, very important for your business uh, because you're literally going to spend every single day in, in one of these things. So uh, what we're going to do is we're going to, first of all, we're going to introduce our guest experts. Uh, we've got a, a lovely assortment. And then what we're going to do is we're going to dig into a couple of questions. And then as we always do with one of these round tables, uh, we'll finish with some quick fire questions. Uh, but all of my guests, if you could do me a, a massive favor, we're going to start with David, uh, David Jacoby of Hostfully. Uh, for all my other guests and experts that are with me, if you could please mute your microphones uh, when you're not talking, that would be uh, fantastic. So what we're going to do, we're going to start first with Mr. David uh, Jacoby. David. 
I am. You, Thank uh, you if, for asking. My absolute pleasure. If you could please do everybody uh, a massive favor, if you could just give yourself uh, a little little introduction, tell everybody who you are, that the company uh, that, that you founded and what you do and, and how you help host, please. That would be lovely. Awesome. Thanks, Mark, for having me on. And thanks for uh, all you do for the community. Excited to reconnect. It's been a while. Uh, so I'm president and co-founder of Hostfully, and we help you run your business in multiple ways. So we have two software platforms uh, that are standalone. One is digital guidebooks, and the other is core property management software. Uh, we like to call ourselves a property management platform, PMP, instead of PMS, because we don't like saying PMS over and over and over again. And we do look at ourselves as a platform that's connecting uh, many parts of your business and integrating with many companies. So uh, you can use both our products together, uh, but we also have lots of clients all over, all over the world who have another property management software and use our beautiful digital guidebooks on top of that. Thank you very, very much. We're gonna move swiftly on uh, to our next guest expert this evening. Naim from Zivu, hope you're well, buddy. Could you uh, do me a massive favor and everybody that is on with us this evening, could you just give everybody a quick rundown of who you are and how you help hosts? Sure, thanks for having me on. Um, so I'm a bit of a mix. I started off managing um, Airbnb flat service apartments. I didn't even know it was a thing. Then I found out there was a whole community out there doing the same thing. Um, as soon as I left university, grew that business fairly quickly and then got stuck with operational issues. So figured out we needed software, tried to find software, tried out various types of software, couldn't find anything that worked the way we needed it to. So that's how Zebu started in the background, which um, is basically, an, I don't want to call it an all-in-one because everyone claims they have an all-in-one. We don't quite have an all-in-one yet, but we're working towards it. So property management system, channel manager, task manager, staff management, owner, guest CRM, and et cetera, et cetera, is basically the brains for your business. Um, and more recently, I've also set up an investment company um, to purchase hotels um, to then uh, run the whole vertical, basically. Fingers in all the pies. That's how I uh, best explain what you guys are doing. It's awesome to see and it's great to have you on the show. Thank you very much. OK, we're going to move over to Mr. Terry White. Uh, Mr. Terry White, if you could please unmute your microphone and if you could do everybody um, a, a big introduction. There's, again, there's two different sides to, to yourself and I've, I've been love discovering the side that we're going to chat this evening. But if you, if you could everybody please just give the big introduction and just say hi. Hi Mark, <clears throat> thanks for having me too. Um, I have a vacation rental business in Florida's Gulf Coast and in the mountains in North Carolina. But um, where I fit into this is I have spent maybe a thousand hours demoing, breaking down PMS companies and scoring them just, and it really started with, I needed to find a solution. So when I started <clears throat> looking, I started, I've been through it so many times and then I started documenting it and then I went back over it. And then Matt Landau, he approached me about uh, starting up a business doing it. And so I went through the whole process again of going, interviewing every PMS again that I knew of upgrading their scores and documenting the whole the whole process. Fantastic. And this is one of the big reasons why I wanted you on tonight, because what you don't know about PMS is I don't think is worth knowing. So thank you so much for being 
on here this evening. Moving over to Mr. Richard, uh, Richard Vaughan, and how are we doing, sir? Uh, I, I've, I've been looking for an excuse to get you on a Boosie podcast for, since I met you last February um, in, in London. So thank you very much uh, for, for doing this. Um, genuine pleasure. Could you please give everybody the big introduction and how you are helping hosts? Uh, that'd be lovely, thank you. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Mark. Well, it's a joy to be on here, particularly with the other uh, people on here as well. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I've been in the industry uh, longer than most people have been alive, I feel. Uh, I've, uh, I've owned two sizable management companies and sold them. Uh, I'm a co-founder of uh, Rentivo, which is a software specialist company to the uh, short-term rental industry. Um, that's a whole bunch of services. We don't focus specifically on PMS systems. We connect to other companies' PMS systems and provide uh, very sophisticated guest front ends for thousands of properties. Uh, but we do build on top of PMS systems for those customers who've got growth companies who just can't find the right tools. So uh, yeah, and I'm a director of Yes Consulting, which I started with Eric Mason just to help people out in the industry. So thank you very much for that. And as you can see with the guests that we have this evening, we have got all the knowledge that you potentially need uh, to help you guide you through your your journey. Because when it comes to choosing a PMS provider, I think everybody will agree there's 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 hundreds, if not thousands, of to, choice to choose from. Um, and so what we're going to go and dig in tonight, and we, it's really cool because we've got a nice little balance. So we've got people who actually run and founded PMS uh, companies, property management software companies, and we've got uh, we've got people that are on the other scale of you know either reviewing them. And, and then helping host it, like get all set up and whatnot. And it, it's just a real good like mix. So what I wanted to do this evening, and we're gonna start off uh, with Terry. So Terry, I hope you're ready for this. Really, really simply for somebody who is watching this, because I did put up some pre uh, round table questions. I wanted the audience to, to sort of ask questions. And, and, and the first one that came in, and I'll go straight to you, Terry, uh, for this. It was, what does PMS actually stand for and what does it actually mean so if you could take off that, 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 that first question that'd be uh, that'd be amazing it simply means and I think David said it better I think we need to find a better word for it is property management software is what it is yeah. and that's just how it's just the hub of where you run your business it's the it's your universe everything starts from the PMS and goes out from there Fantastic. So we, now that we've got the uh, now we've got the basics, and what what I would really want to dig into, and, and what we're going to do, and I'm going to assume everybody watching from now on in has a property management software in place. Um, now, if you haven't, and if you want to go find out more, then please do go uh, check out um, you know Hostfully and and Zivu because they are very kindly sponsoring this podcast episode, which is fantastic. We'll give you some other links later that you can go check out more. Um, but what I wanted to do, I, I wanted to come straight back to um, to David on this one. So David, and then we'll go name, and then we'll we'll, we'll come to to Richard. But um, David, the, the first sort of question that I have for you is what you have had lots and lots and lots of hosts come through uh, the Hostfully platform. Now, what would you say from all of the, the questions that run through support and all the, all the questions that come to yourself, what would you say from your experiences are some of the big mistakes that most hosts make when they get started with a PMS provider, with, with a property management software? What, what would you say that would be? 
Well, uh, coming from me, it might be surprising, but I'd say uh, too much enthusiasm right away um, of people hitting the ground running and not understanding what they're doing. So it's complicated turning on a new property management software and migrating over. And you want to make sure you're doing the steps in the right order. Uh, otherwise, you could mess things up significantly. Like if you, for example, connect to Airbnb right away and you don't have your pricing set up from your dynamic pricing company, then all of a sudden your pricing might not look the way you want it to be. Um, or if you don't have your payment processor set up first, you can't connect to Verbo or your live booking site because you can't, you can't take bookings. Uh, so just making sure you're following through the steps, you're working with, your, with that property management software, with their onboarding specialist, and it's, you know, make, plan to do it in a time where you can have a few days, you can have a week where, you know, maybe if you don't have one booking right away, it's, it's okay, because uh, it's a little complicated. If you're on booking.com and you need to get off, especially if you're doing a migration, if you need to get off your existing property management software and, and move over, there's gonna be a time where you, you gotta disconnect and configure things in the new software and get it right. So just take, take a deep breath. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely take a deep breath. Thank you, right, now we're gonna come straight over to you, uh, buddy. Now, do you agree with everything there or is, is there something else you want to add to it or even better this is what I love from roundtables have you got any kickback is there something that you maybe disagree and, and want, to, want to chime in <laughs> well I think uh, we, we seem to have some telepathy there it's refreshing to hear what I thought was maybe something unique to the complexity that we've managed to make a mess of at Zebu. but glad to hear that someone else is having the same issue you know I often find that people will they'll sign up and they'll expect all the automation that we can provide to just work. I'm like, well, yes, but not quite, because you actually have to tell the system how you want it to automate things, right? Everyone wants to do things slightly differently, and there's a lot of knobs, and you have to turn them all in the right way. And it's not enough to just sign up, and it's not enough to sign up and pay for the first month. You actually have to spend some time um, in front of a computer. You can't set it up on your mobile phone. No, you can't. Even when we all have a mobile phone, uh, app, you'll still need a computer to actually set the system up to start with. So I think it's just that patience and as David was said, taking the time to actually do, the, do it and uh, do it right from the start. Don't get going with uh, one aspect of the system and then a month later realize, oh, actually now this isn't working and it's because you actually didn't do the other two or three things that you had to do to start with. Nice. Good, good feedback. Um, Terry and, uh, and, and Richard, um, I'm just going to sort of, is it obviously, and I'm, and I'm going to bring you both on screen here, which is the power of the beauty of this Facebook live that we are doing. Um, so the same sort of question to yourselves, really. So again, you've spoken to, to many people and you see so many hosts doing, doing this sort of thing. And, and maybe speaking, maybe from personal experience, like right back in the day, is there anything that, again, do you see or wish that, that you had done that would just make your life or the host lives easier? And, and we'll go to Terry first and then we'll go to, to Richard. Is, is the same sort of question that I asked to David and Naim, but I'll, I'll, I'll give it to, to Terry and then Richard. The single biggest mistake I see people make is when, the first thing when they, it's the biggest red light as soon as they say I only want something that will do this this and maybe this it's it's picking a software that you can't grow with like you, you pick it you use it for a year you outgrow it you just and you know right away when somebody says I only need this this and possibly this that they're coming from spreadsheets they have never used software in their life and then 
One year after, they would have the exact opposite philosophy. If they were doing it again, they would say, I want the biggest and most robust PMS I can afford. So that, that I would say for sure, it's it's going too small and not being able to grow with your PMS. Mm, good, I like that. Uh, Richard, um, so obviously we've, we've had David Naum and, and Terry's. We've obviously covered a lot there. Is there anything you'd like to, to, to throw in the mix or maybe even add your own spin to the question? Yeah, no, I mean, they've, you know, all these guys have, have, have come up with my answer, but um, it, it, there's one word here and it's, it's planning. Uh, and uh, what Terry just said is so true. It, it's, it, it's something no one actually thinks about. This is a piece of string, a PMS, and it depends whether you're a single host with one property who just wants to be on Airbnb or your manager with 500 properties who wants to distribute everywhere and have multi-currency and everything else. You actually need to write down when you've taken on a PMS and you, before you take a PMS, you need to write down a list of exactly what you want it to do and what you think it might do, and what you think it might want to do in the future. And I've actually pulled out a list today of a company a few years ago, sent me 279 lines of what they wanted it to do. <laughs> so, you know, uh, I think, yeah, I, I, won't, I won't say any more, but yeah, you, need, you really need to plan what you're going to do before you start doing it. So David's right. You can't just go in there and start hooking up to stuff and expecting everything else just to follow. You know. So um, when it does come to, because like I say, there's, there's plenty of choice when it comes to a property management software and everybody does have different needs. What would you say would be the, 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 the core and the key sort of decision factors that you would see? So I'm, I'm, obviously there's going to be lots of people saying, well, I need X, Y, and Z, but from, from like, if we're going to look at an 80-20 sort of rule, what would be those 20% of factors that normally <clears throat> lie behind 80% of the, in the decision-making in your opinion? Well, for me, I mean, it depends who, who's your customer. First of all, who, who, who you're looking at? You're looking at an urban manager with uh, two properties or a single host with one property, or are you looking at somebody who's got an enterprise level growth business? Because they are wildly different. Well, let's, let's start off. I, I do like a scenario based question. I do love a nice scenario based question. Let's, let's go and, and, and we can mix it up for, for all of our experts if they'd like to chime in on different ones. Let's go for um, it's somebody based, um, let's say a rural area and they've got um, uh, say three to four properties. So not, not nothing too big, all rental, rent, rental accommodation. Um, and um, they're sort of coming at this for the first time. So they're choosing uh, like a provider for the first time, three or four properties. What would you say for them, that sort of person would be um, something key to sort of look at? Where, where should they be sort of deciding? What, what, should, what should they be looking? It's not the growth element, it's like just getting started. Because I think this is the main sort of question that I see come into the hospitality community. They own the properties, is that right, Mark? Yeah, yeah, they, they own all of them, yeah. Okay, go on, David. I, I'd say at a high level, um, the PMS should not define your process, 
but rather the other way around. Your process that you have in place, because every property manager, the oper- if you've seen the operations for one property manager, you've seen the operations for one property manager. <laughs> so, so their process should define the property management platform that they're going to choose. So they should you know, take a pen and paper out and sketch out what is important to them and how they're going about doing things. And what do I mean by that? Dynamic pricing uh, or cleaning or insurance digital guidebooks, uh, and then what are they going to get out of the property management software versus what are they going to use to integrate? Uh, so taking that one one clearer example, if they are using Price Labs or Beyond Pricing or, or Wheelhouse and they love that, then the pricing features and flexibility within a property management software is less important because you're doing all the configuration in, in Price Labs or Beyond or Wheelhouse. On the flip side, using your example, Mark, if, if it's a smaller uh, property manager with three properties, maybe they have their own cleaner and they don't have complex cleaning needs so they might not need a breezeway or a properly or a turnover bnb so the property management software what kind of basic cleaning module do they have and does that work for them and they don't need a complex cleaning module so understand what their process is and understand what other software they're going to use and the property management platform is almost the, the last decision. Everything should kind of fall into place and make that decision easy once you figure out what that process is. That's a very good answer. Does anybody else, because we're all on camera now. Go on now, get the hand up, I like that. Uh, we, I, I did some agreeing earlier, so I'll do some disagreeing now just to keep things a bit more interesting. I'd actually say that a lot of people in that size don't know what they want and they don't know what they need. So we have people coming up saying, I want to automatically process the payments for booking.com. Um, and we say, well, actually, sorry, we don't do that. And this, that's how I do it. I, I don't want you to do it your way. So 3D secure links are a must if you want to avoid chargebacks. Now, you might not know it, but you need it. So in some aspects, I agree that you shouldn't be adapting your business too much around limitations that a PMS has. But you should be able to detect when a PMS is actually guiding your business along a path that will allow you to grow sustainably and safely. Yeah, yeah, I, I do like, yeah. go on Richard. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm completely in agreement with, with both of those statements actually, but it sounds like what you've just constructed is somebody who's new to the business, they've got some properties, they want to start in this business. And it invariably starts with the same question and it is, well, I need to get bookings. How do I get bookings? Oh, well, I, I'll just put it on booking.com, VRBO and uh, Airbnb and I'll get bookings. So I don't need to do anything else, do I? <laughs> and as as we're just seeing, this is a piece of string. So it, it's, you know, the, the synchronized inbox is the, uh, is, it, it is the big thing as well. I want everything on my phone. I want all the inquiries in on my phone. I want to deal with them on my phone. Do I need anything else? Well, as David said, yeah, you got cleaners. How are you going to talk to your cleaners? How are you going to schedule your cleaners? Oh, I've heard about dynamic pricing. What's dynamic pricing? I need that too. Oh, I missed that. Oh, that's not in my PMS. And I come back to this list. And you could do this, Mark. You could create a big list of planning for people to identify what they actually need in the future. Because as Terry said, you're not going to just stick there with four properties and expect just bookings to come in and everything's going to be hunky dory because it's not. This is a this is a full business. Mm-hmm. All right, I like that, Terry. Um, now you have 
reviewed them all? Is that is that a fair, fair assumption to make? Or no, no. Well, there's some that there's some that I have not seen. Yeah. Well, I think I think it'll be a never-ending list to keep up with because you know they they, they pop up so so quickly. So um, let's just dial into the to the ones that ones that we haven't. Obviously, you review them for um, the, the the Keystone Awards. Is, is that have I pronounced that right? Yeah. So we got the Keystone Awards. So um, how many years have, have, has the Keystone Awards been running for now? Is this the, the second annual one? Have you been doing it for a few? This, this will be this will be the second one. And it was I don't even know how it ever got born to start with in the first place. You know, it was uh, it was really Matt's idea. And uh, this is the second one. Yeah. So we, we just started it last year. So uh, for those who don't know, Mr. Matt Landau, founder of uh, VRMB, um, and again came to Terry with an idea, ran with it. Um, the winner of the first annual PMS is sat in our audience here, Mr. Uh, David from from Hostfully. Is that correct? There we go. So he's going for a. He's got he's got a young gun above me. He'll be competing for for that. Um, so when it comes to um, your service and like the well not not your service but like the, the the keystone awards what are the key factors that you look into because i've already seen in the live comments somebody saying that everybody needs a different x y and z so it's really good that there's somebody out there that is helping um put all this together what are some of the key factors that you personally look at when deciding these over overarching awards Okay, so I should maybe try and explain how the Keystone Awards um, came to be. That we we built our own software for people to go in and how to choose the right property manager software, just like what you guys were talking about. Regardless, maybe you have three or four properties, maybe you have three or four thousand. So we built our own software, and then out of that, we started seeing trends. You know, what what was the best for somebody with up to 20 properties, somebody up to 50 properties, somebody up to 300 properties. So we just seen a whole bunch of trends. So we just decided we would create this awards program, just recognizing the strengths of these of these PMSs. So that's got to, And then what we look for, what I look for is a question that you're asking, what are what am I looking for in a good PMS? Yes, that's it. Okay. That's it. And in, in my very long way around of asking it, yes. <laughs> okay. So the very first thing I look at in a PMS is distribution. And I can predict through our algorithm, I ask one question, and that question is, tell me how many channels you connect directly to. I don't want to hear anything about channel manager. I want to hear how many channels you connect directly to. If it's, I can predict within 95% accuracy, if it's four out of the big five, which is booking.com, Expedia, HomeAway, VRBO, TripAdvisor and Airbnb. If they connect to four of those, they will in our algorithm they will score right around a hundred. If it's less than four, they will score right around 75, 65. The difference between 65 and 100 are two different planets. They're two different PMSs that you can't even compare. And then when you when you look at distribution, it brings in more distribution is so misunderstood. It's not how many OTAs you connect to. It also brings into email marketing, Google AdWords. It brings into uh, your Facebook PPC, Instagram PPC. And then that also brings into that no one ever talks about. Now that brings into your interface, that brings into your booking engine, that brings in your CRM. So the very first thing I look at is, is distribution. And I can predict 95% accuracy by asking one question. Nice. That's really interesting. Thank you yeah. for that. 
Thank you for that. So, uh, seeing that we have two PMS providers with us, Richard, and we'll go Richard and then Terry. Richard, if you could um, wave your magic wand, and if you could see a PMS provider create one thing for the, for the world of hospitality, um, and we'll go to Terry as, as well, and you know we'll let Naim and David pop into as well. If you could, if you could see them create one thing that would really help host coming into, you know, we're into 2021, coming into 2022. Is there anything out there that, that you think is, is missing at the moment, and you would like to see? Well, that's a really tough question. So, just go back to Terry a bit on that last one. That's that was really interesting to me because at scale. Uh, some of the really important parts of the PMS is a financial management and um, distributed financial management through marketing partners, uh, et cetera, et cetera, multi-currency, multi-language, all this sort of stuff as well. Um, what would I like to see? Well, again, I think what Terry's just picked up in terms of distribution is uh, is de rigueur. It's what everybody wants. They actually need to have a mixed marketing plan and it fits into everything he just said. I would personally, and that's what we're involved in as well, I would personally like to see more PMSs pay more attention to their guest-facing uh, websites. So everything has got to be dynamic, everything through, I don't know, Elasticsearch like we use, so you get uh, real dynamic data, your conversions go up, you follow all Google's rules about uh, mobile first, stability, uh, accessibility, you know, I think that's going to become more and more important. I mean, obviously, Mark, you're involved in, you know, hashtag book direct. And if you look at the um, if you look at the SiteMinder reports today that came out, you'll see that uh, the hotels are doing extremely well from that part of their business now. Maybe it's COVID uh, assisted, but I would like to see better API connections. Um, I don't know. I haven't seen uh, the Zivu one, but I know uh, David's up there is outstanding. So well done, David. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think I think that's going to be more important rather than just saying to everybody, listen, if you want to make a booking, here's a PMS and here's some channels. All you got to do is put it on the channels, the bookings come in and the PMS will, will do it. And, and can we change the name from PMS to? PMP. BMP. BMP or BMS, Booking Management System, because most of these things, most of them don't actually do property management. They do booking management. I like that. So, I, think we may yeah. have just, I think we may have just started a new name. Uh, we're going to be calling it BMS. 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 I wish you would. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. So if, yeah. if, if we can do one thing. Guest phase. I like that. Thank you. And it's a really nice answer. And we have officially started a new phrase, BMS. So Naim and, and David, uh, no more PMS anymore. It's, it's their BMS. Uh, Terry, uh, again, you know, you've just finished round two of, of obviously the, the, the awards and going to be published soon. Again, if you, whilst doing all the research and X, Y, and Z, if there's, again, if, if there's anything different from what Richard said, is there anything that you could potentially would love to see uh, a BMS uh, bring in? Is there anything missing or are you happy that it's all there? It's just a case of um, doing a few things a little differently. What, what is your opinion? I really don't like what I see going on in the PMS world right now. And I think they're going to they're going to live to regret this is this. I I think this plug and play thing has gone too far and it's gone too far in the sense that everybody else is innovating except for the PMS. What they're doing is, the great, their greatest claim to fame is you go on LinkedIn or Facebook and, well, we're so happy to announce we have this new integration with so-and-so. Like, and so 
everybody else is integrating and they're not. And I'll, I'll give you an example here is Cyrus is a, is a really good PMS. And instead of them just, they, they wanted a cleaning module. They didn't want to go down with the breezeway or the properly or something like that. So what they do, they hired engineers, they built it themselves. <laughs> yeah. And then they have their, their guest, you know, their guest book, their guest portal. They wanted to be, use it as a real guest portal. So it would rival the, the guest guides and books that are out there, but they're, they're doing it themselves. And then you look at, I love what I see with Streamline going on here with their, with their, it's called RevMax. It's their answer to revenue management, but they're doing it themselves. It's not, they're not plugging and playing with somebody. Maxton, they're working on the same thing now. I, I just, this plug and play thing has gone too far. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that, Terry. This silo approach to absolutely everything to entrap your customers going forward is, is, is not a good move. No. I mean, you need to connect. There are so many experts out there. How many door locks are there? Are these companies going to go and start making door locks, for Christ's sake? Yeah. So, you know, I, I agree. You plug into the experts who are going to do the best job for you, and you strike deals together, and you move forward, and, and you can pick and choose. You know, it, it's, yeah. I you, you had just mentioned um, door locks. So there's there's some things that you cannot expect a PMS to do. Like, and home, home automation would be one. But I would also say, look at what, um, who's the company that owns Streamline now? It's Inhibit, what's it called, Inhibit? Great. Inhabit, Inhabit IQ. But so you look, so you just look at what they've done though. They have, what, what did they do? They needed insurance. Should they get the insurance business? No, the PMS should not get the insurance business. So what they do, they went on and they bought an insurance company. So they bought Rental Guardian. So now they own them. I could see the same thing with a, a really robust PMS buying a home automation company. You know, so I I, I think the, the chances are are endless what they could do. Yeah, that that home automation, Terry. I mean, we you know we've all been looking at uh, Alexas and door locks and uh, everything, but. Don't you think that uh, your Googles and your Amazons and everybody else are just going to wipe the floor with everybody in home automation at some point? And, and PMSs are just going to have to hook into the, the global authorities. Let's face it, Google's not going to be interested in PMSs. They've got a billion users of their products. They don't want another 100,000 of, of rental managers. Yeah, they could. <laughs> uh, the, the way I see the market right now, though, is um, the home automation is in is is definitely the way to go and could i see somebody purchasing a home automation company i'm pretty sure i could see that happen yeah really interesting yeah let's bring in it's, sorry it's, gents because this i'm just in fraud listening but <laughs> let's bring in uh david and then nine because we've, we've we've listened from the other side let's let's bring in the people who are living and breathing this like every day david we'll go come to you and then and, and now yeah, it's interesting, uh, the comment Richard said, uh, I think, Richard, about the uh, some property management software is trapping uh, the, the client with, with the modules. And our philosophy is exactly the opposite. I, trapping sounds like a, a bad word, but we feel that we are we become very sticky if we are able to play in the same sandbox with all the other vendors out there. We don't want to compete with Breezeway and, and try to outdo them on cleaning management or Price Labs for, for pricing or Operto and Links for, you know, for home automation. Uh, so rather we want to do the core well, as Terry said, distribution, you know, have direct integrations with Airbnb, with Verbo, with Booking.com, be a preferred partner uh, for them with, with I guess, TripAdvisor. I don't feel like our clients are getting lots of bookings from them lately, but, but do that 
that core, have email automation, right? Templates and triggers um, to automate that guest experience in your communications. Have, have a great owner's portal that all the homeowners can log into and see when their home is booked and how much money they're making. Uh, and then have a great API that makes it easy for other vendors to integrate with so our clients can choose the best in class vendors for all these niche software. And, and that really is where a lot of the innovation is, right, Terry? All these, all these other softwares that are going on, it's amazing to see how the ecosystem over the past five years has exploded. Um, so, so not only be able to have a, a great API to integrate with those, but also for the more tech savvy property managers, have an API where they can access their data and do other stuff they want to do. Don't have it be a closed system, but allow our clients to innovate and build off the platform and integrate with a type form to send a really cool messaging automation or, or innovate with their um, search words uh, or innovate with other integrations that they're building, their own dashboards. We have, we have one client who's made some really cool dashboards from our data and they're about to host it on our integration zone and offer it to other clients now. So now it's becoming this ecosystem where our clients are helping each other out. I like that. Nine. Yes, hello. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I sit somewhere in the middle. Um, you know, we started off, um, as I mentioned, we, we use a, a number of different um, property manager systems and channel managers linked up together in, in various combinations to start with. Um, and the last one that we were with, um, shall re remain nameless, we somehow managed to get an, uh, an API um, authorization to use their API, which was in itself quite burdensome, as was every every information of your own data that you wanted to extract, where they charge £100 an hour for a developer to send you an Excel spreadsheet of something you, you should have fairly easily been able to export yourself. But it got to the point where, um, you know, the cleaning, they just said, well, get your cleaners to log in and read off the calendar. And I was just, that's just not good enough. You know, we had 50, 60 properties at that stage, and we just had a mistake every day. So I said, let's start off by cleaning our own by building our own cleaning add-on to the system. Um, and I looked at the systems that they integrated with, and they, at the time, they just didn't have um, anything that made sense. They had some some hotel software that didn't work for more, more than one location, or didn't work for more than one city, um, or didn't have the right um, stru structure in terms of, uh, I don't remember what it was with that specific one. Um, uh, so, so for example, sharing cleaners between properties didn't work, because you'd have to have a single login, and the price just didn't work. Um, and so I said, okay, we'll do our own cleaning system. And then as we started building to it, their API just kept crashing, where they just kept making changes, which meant we didn't get the information or um, the, the structure of the data kept changing. So there was already an issue there. And that's when I just said, okay, let's forget about it. We'll, we'll do our own booking system because that's all they had um, really uh, that actually worked and, and build around that. And then there's, you know, I just feel that the hospitality world is way behind in terms of software. Like, okay, we're talking about not reinventing the wheel, but I can't see why not every PMS out there, you know, doesn't have a basic cleaning system, a basic um, maintenance system, a basic, forgotten to say, linen management system. I mean, everyone in the industry deals with linen. You know, how do you know how much linen you need every day? I haven't found a system out there that does it. Um, you know, trust accounting. There's, I haven't found a system where I can log in and I can actually see how much money I've made as an owner of my business for that month. You know, Zivu can't do it yet. But there's just so many things that systems don't do. And I feel they're so basic. Yeah, of course, you can get a BI dashboard, you know, hooked up to your PMS. But the reality is it's not never going to answer the exact questions that you as a business owner have. Yeah, you can play around with it and try and get some interesting patterns to emerge. But there, there's a core functionality 
that you really need in one system. And then, yes, of course, to expand, to extend on that, it's great to have additional systems. But if that core is missing, you can't have 10 systems just to make up the core. You know, you need a system that will be your core. I like that. Thank you for what felt like a, a, a mini rant, but it was very good and it was very passionate. And I, and I, feel, like, I, feel, I feel like we're covering off so many parts that I wanted to cover off in, in, in this podcast. And, you know, I think there'll be many levels of different hosts that are tuning in. We'll have people that are right at the very beginning or people who are experienced. And, you know, it's really cool to be able to listen into to these conversations. This is why I, I really wanted to do a roundtable type podcast. It's like a it's like Clubhouse, which everybody's talking about at the moment. It's like listening into to, to something like this, which is really good. Um, now, what I'm what I'm going to do before we we kick on with the with the next and the um, well we'll say the final step because we're coming up to, to, to nearly an hour but by the time we get the quick fire questions out of the way I do want to give um, a big shout out to two of our sponsors that are sponsoring this show and I am so happy that they are both on this this uh, this episode with us so a very big thank you to hostly for sponsoring uh, this show they've been sponsors of the boosted podcast for years now and it, and it means a lot it means that i can keep it free to to, to all of everybody listening um, what I would really appreciate everybody to do, if you could just go to hostfully.com, like what David said earlier, there's two parts. There's the digital guidebook that I think everybody knows about now. We've been talking about it so much over the last six months. The digital guidebooks have are so important for all hosts. Uh, please do go check it out. You get um, one free guidebook, absolutely free. And, and from there, you can upgrade if you wish. And if you do upgrade, all you gotta do is put Boostly2M in the promo code and you get two months free. But also do go and check them out if, if, you know, if you've enjoyed what David has to say and you're intrigued at Hostfully and, and, and what they're doing. They are the current, current as time of recording, holders of the Keystone Awards. Um, and please do go check them out. And also uh, um, a massive thank you to Zivu, Naim and Zivu for sponsoring this as, as well. Uh, you can go and find out about everything that Zivu is doing. Um, they have got many fingers in many pies. And if anybody has ever been in a Facebook group, you will know who Naim is because he's, he's in there all the time, helping, telling advice, but also as well, really promoting uh, Zivu really, really well. And I know from doing the website design side of Boostly that a lot of our clients are using Zivu and, and they do love it. So if you want to chat, find out more, uh, if you just head to, and he's given me a link, boostly.co.uk forward slash explore. So B-O-O-S-T-L-Y dot co.uk forward slash explore. E-X-P-L-O-R-E. All right. Thank you very much for that. Right. So what we're going to do now, and I do love this. This is one of my favorite parts of, of, uh, of every uh, episode that I ever do and we get guests on. We are going to do quick fire questions. Now I will... Um, peel the curtain a little bit back. I did send all of our experts um, what the questions were going to be because I didn't want to put them so much on the spot. But what we're going to do is we're going to go through each one. And what I love about um, this as well, and because we're doing this live and we've got nearly 100 people watching on all the platforms that we're on, you join in as well. So as you are watching live or on the replay, please do join in at home. We are going to start with Mr. Jacoby first. And the first question is, as I come on in, your morning routine. I'm really, really, <laughs> I will give a little bit of context to everybody. Before we went live, 
Um, <laughs> David gave a very nice little four-letter word of, of what his morning routine was, but uh, I'm not going to spoil it for, for those tuning in. So everybody that's tuning in with us live, if you want to put your morning routine in on the comments, that would be amazing. Uh, but David, if, if, if you could be so kind, just explain to me what your morning routine looks like. Uh, sure. I'm not an inspirational role model for that. I, I wake up, I have my cup of coffee, I check in with my kids to make sure on to, they're, they're on their uh, social their social distance, remote distance class, and then I check my emails and, and get to work. So I'm a bit of a late owl and I uh, am not exercising or doing that much in the morning. That's, that's okay. Uh, so in, interesting. So you basically just get up and go. Just get up. Kids, where are you? Are you safe? Are you in the house? Right. I'm off. Is that is that how it how it? Basically... I'm like that bunny rabbit. Wake up and boom. <laughs> I like that. I, I do like that. Just round, round me up and go. So when you say you're a night owl, does that mean that you do a lot of your, your work at night when the kids are asleep? Or do you do, do you find you do a lot in the morning, break in the afternoon? Like how, how, how does like a that sort of work pattern work? Yeah, Mark, you know, you're uh, WhatsApping me when you wake up and I'm uh, responding back because I'm, I'm still up my time. So that's when uh, that's when no one's bothering me and I can uh, sit and focus and get some of those longer, harder projects done and respond to some of those longer emails uh, versus during the day. It's kind of rapid fire, just responding to quick things and Slack messages and calls. So uh, at night when the kids are asleep, when my wife is asleep, I can finally sit and focus on stuff. Until I wake up and then I pester you on WhatsApp. So Exactly. <laughs> yeah, amazing. Thank you very much. Okay, we're going to move on to nine. Uh, buddy, what is your morning routine? Uh, if uh, you really want to know, I'm a morning person. It's just that uh, circumstances in life don't really permit me all the time to make use of that morning. <laughs> so I usually start my mornings relatively late as well. Um, as those of you might have heard me before might know, I'm a Baha'i, that's a religion whose purpose is world unity, and we believe to achieve that unity we have to work on ourselves as well as the society that we live in. So as part of that, um, we regularly read in the mornings and the evenings just a couple of passages um, from the writings of Baha'i faith. So that's what I do when I wake up, say a couple of prayers. Um, I don't have breakfast, I only eat once a day um, dinner time. So then I do some exercises, have a shower, and then get to work after that. Nice. Thank you. Very nice. Terry, we're going to move over to your good self next. So describe to me what a morning routine looks like. My morning routine is exactly the same as my afternoon routine and my evening routine is I get up in the morning, get ready, get dressed, get in front of my computer and stay there all day. Nice. So, and, 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 this is, and this is the position. So if we were to speak to you at any point of the day, and that is a lovely painting in the background, by the way. I, I always mm -hmm. admire that whenever we speak. So uh, get up. Coffee. Is there any drink? Is there any breakfast? No, it's just st straight. Water, water, vitamins, and get in front of my computer. Water, vitamins, go. Love it. Richard, I have, I have been quietly really looking forward to, to hearing your answer. <laughs> Well, I'm a bit of a sad person as well. So I get up, I wake up at seven o'clock. I uh, get on my phone. I check those emails from those people who want an immediate response from you. Uh, have a cup of coffee. Uh, switch the computer on. Try and get a bit of space before the dogs are walked, which is uh, like nine o'clock in the morning for about 40 minutes. Back to the computer. Get welded to this chair I've been sitting in for the last year. Uh, and here I stay. I go past lunchtime. I might eat something at lunchtime. Not eating so much in this year because of uh, because of what happened at Christmas. 
Um, another dog walk in the afternoon for 40 minutes. Behind me, you'll probably see some exercise machines, a rowing machine and a bicycle. So um, I, get, I get some rugby on in front of the machines in the evening, get on the rowing machine, do a bit of cycling, um, get back on the computer. Uh, and my wife appears some, somewhere in the middle of this every now and then. Um, but she's a workaholic because she's got a photo studio and uh, is constantly doing interior design for holiday rentals. How, how sad is this life? We just live holiday rentals. Do you so, always uh, ignore her when she's standing behind you? Say again? Do you always ignore her when she's behind you? <laughs> Thanks, Dave. They've <laughs> actually, actually locked the door from the inside. My dogs are from Thailand, and they tend to wander out and expect uh, attention and bones and food and stuff all the time. So... So yeah, I go to bed probably around about midnight most night, um, just before I finish my emails. So yes, <laughs> full day, full. Oh, I, I like I like how the office and the gym is the same. It's like you've got the workout right there, just in case. And the rugby. I, so uh, what what is your team? Your rugby fan? Uh, well, it, it's Exeter Chiefs, of course, because they're they're close to me, and they uh, they won the uh, the league and the uh, European champions. So, yeah, well, we got the home internationals this weekend starting. So it's England versus Scotland. So if any of those people out there right now are Scottish, <laughs> I wish you well. <laughs> I love that. Thank you very much. I, I thoroughly enjoyed that. It's not the end of the quick fire questions. We're going to go straight back in uh, with Mr. David Jacoby. Uh, so what is, and this is a bit of a, a random question. So what as absurd, crazy or fun thing do you like to do that anybody else is just goes, that's mental. For example, guilty pleasures. And, uh, and, and mine is, and I'll give you mine. So I love nothing more than to get... Um, a pack of, I don't know if you've got them in America and Canada, but a pack of Tic Tacs, Tic Tacs mints, small mm -hmm. white box. I just love to neck it all in one go. I don't have one or two. I don't know what it is. Nice. I just like to down it all in one. And that's the big ones, not the little ones, the big ones. My kids look at me. It's like, dad, am I going to get one? No, it's okay. Not today. And I just go and just, and I just, just always be my thing. So David, over to all you, right. my friend. Chug, chug, chug. <laughs> Uh, so I, I guess two, two things. So one, uh, the fun thing on the side, Lindy Hop, uh, which is like swing dancing uh, to jazz music. So that's my big side passion. I used to go out almost every every night uh, dance, swing dancing, Lindy Hop dancing. There's an international Lindy Hop community. When, uh, my wife and I, we traveled for a year. We stayed with Lindy Hoppers all over the world. It was awesome. And, and I miss it dearly. Luckily, my wife is a Lindy Hopper, so we are able to dance, but all the big dances obviously have been closed for a while, so I can't wait to, to start swinging, swing dancing away with, with people again. Uh, and then also on the side note, I'm actually just making it into uh, the year 2000 or so where we got a Nintendo Wii uh, for my kids to get some exercise because they were not getting out of the house as much. And I've gotten addicted to that as well. So uh, my, my nine-year-old and I are battling each other on skateboarding around the park on the, the, that Wii Fit board. Uh, and, and that's been getting addicting and it's been a fun way to exercise in the house during this pandemic. Amazing. I do like that. I learn something new about you all the time and I love it even more. Uh, and I look forward to when you're able to swing again. So thank you very much. Mr. Nime, where, what crazy 
fun, absurd thing that, that you do that other people think is crazy, aka a, a guilty pleasure? I was hoping that uh, David going first would inspire me with something because I know he asked the question ahead of time, but I couldn't really think of anything to answer with. Um, as David was talking, I was trying to come up with something. Maybe uh, what you might label me as crazy for is, although I'm a perfectionist and if I do something myself, I'll usually spend 120% of the time to get 80% of the result. Um, I guess when I delegate things, it's sort of, I assume that the other person is the same. And I know when I was a kid, I never really trusted anyone to do anything because they never did it right. Um, but since I've gone into business, I've sort of decided that you can't always get things right and people are just going to do them wrong. So I've got to a stage where I sort of don't really care when things go wrong. I've sort of got detached from things going wrong because I just assume things will go wrong. So. Um, I tend to start a lot of projects and do a lot of things and delegate a lot to the point where, you know, my dad asks me two weeks later, by the way, what happened to that massive issue you had at that property? I'm like, why do you ask me? How, how should I know? Someone else is dealing with it, you know? It's yeah. their problem. They so. It's a nice insight. I can see like Naim at school now on the playground, just like telling everybody what to what to do. And he's just instantly disappointed as they walk off in the wrong direction or something. Real nice insight to, 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 to little Naim there. But Terry, we'll move straight on to yourself. Uh, what would be your guilty pleasure? Uh, well, seeing that I sit in front of my computer all day, you know, you just kind of you go crazy. But when I'm when I'm here and I'm just answering, you know, one email after another after another is I go on the YouTube video and I, I just get fascinated with watching these documentaries and um, videos on the mafia, how they just, how they just scam people, how they just, if they disagree, they beat the crap out of you. They, they put a bullet in your head. They, they just infiltrate their most corrupt people in the world. And just, just reading, but it just fascinates me because they're true story. I hate fiction. I hate everything fiction, you know, true stories. I, I, I love Mm -hmm. no, I'm, I'm with you on that one. Fan fantastic. Thank you very much for sharing that. Uh, Richard, so we've got Terry doing the, the, the YouTube Mafia videos. When you're not doing the rugby in, the gym in, on the computer in, what, what do you like to do that your wife thinks is just crazy? <laughs> don't we forget. All like we don't all forget. like to talk while we do this, don't we? are very hard about this when you pose this question. Um, so, yeah, I live close to the coast. So as one of three things, so I do a bit of uh, midnight beach running um, and then uh, naked, by the way. Um, Serious? I, uh, I've got a thing about motorcycles. So I've got a huge motorcycle uh, and I know it's, uh, it's illegal, but I do try and see how fast it will go too often uh, which is extremely fast as it turns out um, all legal of course. Of course. Uh, and the third thing is uh, I, I trade some cryptocurrency and try and uh, figure out how my sons manage to do so well on it so as I'm sitting here with the computer on I've got Binance on so I'm watching ETH and uh, Bitcoin and VeChain and um, Omize Go and all those as well so yeah I've got a few but they're not uh, and not like yours, glugging, glugging a whole packet of sweets. Although I do love pastels. I will eat a whole packet of pastels in one go, giving it, and the same with Maltesers. There you go. <laughs> yes, 100% Maltesers. No, I like that. It's really interesting. A little bit of cryptocurrency crept into the conversation there. It's 
proven to be very, very popular at the moment, as my Coinbase app tells me it's getting even more popular. So uh, very, very interesting. Okay, so uh, the final question, and I'm going to leave to everybody. And we'll start with, with Richard, and then we'll work our way back this time. What is, excuse me, your travel prediction, excuse me, for 2021? I don't know where the hiccups has came from, but what, what is your travel prediction for the rest of, of, of 2021? We'll go with Richard, and then we'll go Terry, Naim, and then end on Mr. David Jacoby. Yeah, well, that, that's very convenient, because I, uh, I did a video on it last night for somebody. So, yes, uh, urban's going to be a disaster still, probably up until the end of the year. Uh, international regional business is going to be way down, particularly in Asia, again, because of flights and COVID. Uh, when breakout comes, domestic travel will be like an avalanche. It'll go off the scale. Everybody will want to travel domestically. That provides one big problem or two or three big problems. There is insufficient inventory from owners for agencies and OTAs which means, bearing in mind a lot of the bookings have been pushed forward to this year from last year based on vouchers and rebookings, it means the owners are going to be really heavily courted this year to either uh, up the game on OTAs and open the calendars, uh, and agencies will want them as well because they don't have enough inventory to satisfy their bookings. And guess what? You can get you can bet the OTAs are actually going to have their calendars blocked out en masse by the large companies who can do the bookings direct. So um, OTAs are wounded animals right now. Um, and you have to wonder what's going to happen. Will Airbnb buy Expedia? There's a thought. Who knows? Possibly. Uh, and the final thing is, I think uh, I think uh, maybe uh, Terry mentioned it, it was the fact that uh, and David, technology is going to infiltrate. This has been an inflection point. COVID's an inflection point for a lot of this stuff. So technology, the specialist companies are going to accelerate remote entry, remote booking, uh, distancing from people because of COVID. And then you're going to get compliance. You're going to get certification. You're going to get all these things. It's going to become much more professional. And I think it's going to be pushed from the OTAs down and from the bottom up because that's what guests want. The hotels are actually going to challenge it at that level. So, yeah, in a, that's it. I could keep talking all night. <laughs> no, I, I, do, I do love, I do love hearing predictions. Obviously, these are our opinions, uh, but you know, I think we've got some really good uh, people that know a lot about this industry and know a lot about uh, events happening in the past and obviously things that could potentially happen in the future. Mr. Terry White, we'll move on to you next. Uh, what would your predictions be for, for the rest of 2021? And obviously, Dave, um, Richard's obviously speaking based in the UK and obviously you're, you're in Canada, property in, in USA. How, how do you see it, that side of the pond, so we speak? Um, domestic travel is king, for sure. Um, the airlines will remain on life support to the end of the year. We, I think the worst of the, of the COVID is in front of us, March and April. Are, are going to be horrendous. Um, the, the new strains are going to cause a tremendous problem. And just in the infection rate, I'm not saying that the vaccines aren't going to be effective against it. I'm just going to say the transmission is just going to be out of this world. Um, I'm going, I see at the national level where the United States never had a national strategy. They didn't listen to science. They didn't listen to the scientists. 
Um, I think with the different administration now, they're going to listen to the scientists, to the science. I think there's going to be a shutdown coming again. And I think 2021 is purely domestic travel. And nobody's doing the United States. They're having the real challenges on their vaccine rollout. No, I don't think any country is doing a worse job in the world at the vaccine rollout than, than Canada is. Um, so, you know, we've got some we've got some big challenges coming here. OK, well, OK, well, keep everybody keep safe. That's obviously the, the, the main message. Uh, but another another shout for uh, vacation. Uh, sorry, domestic travel. Uh, Naim, we'll go to you and then we'll go uh, finally to David. Naim, uh, any any predictions uh, for 2021? Well, I'd hate to be wrong. So I'll start off by saying what I'm really certain about is that uh, my travel in 2021 will not involve a private helicopter, or private jet, maybe 2022. <laughs> we'll have to wait and see. Um, but uh, something that actually I, I wanted to mention earlier, the big five didn't include Google. And I think that over the next year, we will see Google move um, to the forefront of travel um, with the launch of a number of interesting things that are coming up. And um, I hope that uh, independent uh, hospitality providers will rally up and use the tools that are not quite out there yet, but we will be putting out there fairly soon, free for everyone. Um, the only two people who really know about this are Terry and Mark, and you're both on the call, so the rest can hear about it. But Zebu will be providing completely free access to Google Hotel Ads for anyone who wants to boost the direct bookings. So if we work together and get the inventory on Zebu Direct and get it out there, um, as I think Richard was mentioning, we'll be able to block the inventory on all the OTAs and just get booking engines, booking engines working, and direct bookings flowing. Yes, I think I think I just to reiterate what a lot of people said: direct bookings um, are going to be very, very powerful. We uh, we are obviously recording this on the second of February um, live. Tomorrow is National, International, Worldwide Book Direct Day. So, um, you know, please do make sure that you use that hashtag Book Direct and spread the word and tell your guests and tell your followers why it is important that people should book direct. So make sure you do do that. Uh, David, Mr. David Jacoby, we will end on you. What is your travel prediction for 2021? All right. So on piggybacking off of what you said with direct bookings, I'll do a quick plug for our annual hospitality report. Uh, every year we uh, survey hundreds of property managers and ask them a whole bunch of questions uh, and put out a pretty cool report so you can see what the benchmarks are and how you compare against other property managers. And direct bookings, there was a big increase in that, and that's only going to continue, I think, with the the big cancellation wave with Airbnb earlier in the year. Uh, people have realized not to put all their eggs in one basket, and I know I'm, I'm preaching to the choir on, on this, Mark. So uh, folks can go to hostfully.com and click on reports and see that report and a lot of others. Uh, but in addition to that, flexibility is still going to remain uh, flexible cancellation policies, I mean by that, and both with airfare as well as uh, you know, booking vacation rentals. It's going to be now that everyone is doing that, it's going to be hard to be the first one 
to take it away. So I think that's going to, um, you know, persist for a while to, um, you know, to airline chagrin is, uh, especially. Uh, and also, as Richard commented, towards the end of the year, once this herd immunity starts to happen and, you know, knock on wood, it will happen sometime this year, uh, urban vacation rentals, they've been decimated, but they're going to come back really strong. People are wanting to, you know, not to be in urban places right now, but they're missing it. And once it's safe to do that, Urban vacation rentals are going to be big. Uh, and then finally, I'd be remiss if I didn't add the importance of a beautiful digital guidebook. Uh, it's now more important than ever because uh, you need to clearly explain to the guests certain safety precautions and cleanliness issues within the home, but also local recommendations. Uh, you need to be able to tell them easily what's open, what's not, maybe some alternative things from what's usually popular going to some indoor music venue instead. What are the cool hikes? to do nearby. And that's what makes or breaks an experience. So as people are staying local and going to vacation rentals in nature, it's up to you to provide that five-star guest experience and you need to have great recommendations for them. Yeah, and go on, Richard. Yeah, sorry, I, something that we've all missed is, uh, and I'm, I'm privileged to, because some of this is, uh, we're gonna see a lot of new businesses hitting this space too. So there's a whole bunch of new business models out there eco-friendly ones. We're seeing a lot of verticals coming in as well. Major companies looking to use their hospitality programs to accelerate their income for this year. So it's, they're going to be nibbling away at everybody. Uh, and that means you need aggregated data, aggregated properties as well. So we're going to see a lot of that, I think. I mean, well, it's a big, big, it's a big, big industry. And, uh, you know, we're, uh, we, we are in it. We are, we are, uh, you know, definitely at the forefront of a lot of people's views and opinions. And I think that it's been fantastic to do this. And if you have enjoyed this, and if you want to see us do another one of the, these roundtables, and please let me know in the comments. If you're watching live, do me a massive favor and just hit that thumbs up button as fast as you possibly can do and say thank you to all of our guests. Um, you've just had a, a bit of a, an exclusive tonight from, from Zivu, from Nime, about the Google Hotel ads. If you want to find out more, he was very vague in what he said, but it was very, very cool. So if you want to obviously find out more, you need to go to boostly.co.uk forward slash explore. It'll take you to a page and then you can contact the team uh, from there. Now, um, before we finish and before I let the, the, the guests come back on one more time and just say how you can keep in touch, how you can, you know, you, you know, find out more about what they're doing behind the scenes. Um, if you could do a, a massive favor whilst you are watching this video, whether it's live or on the replay, what I would love for you to do is two things. Number one, hit the share button. So if you're watching on Facebook, there is a share button. Please go share it into Facebook groups. Go share it on your, your, your personal wall and just tell other hosts about what we're trying to do here, how we're helping. And I think this is ideal for anybody who is currently got a PMS or looking to get a PMS. I think there's, there's so many different factors to it and I think we've covered a lot tonight. Also, what I would love for you to do, and we'll do a little, we'll do a little competition. I've got some Boostly uh, goodies to send to some one lucky person in the post. I've got all of the esteemed guests on the screen right now. What I would love for you to do, if you're watching on your phone, take a screenshot. If you're watching on a computer, take your phone out, take a picture, and then go and post it on Instagram stories, Instagram stories or Instagram, and then just uh, put at Boostly UK, just as David's doing it, at Boostly UK, and hashtag Book Direct. 
because I really want to get the attention to, to hashtag book direct going over the course of the next 48 hours. Um, it's something that I can do quite well is get a lot of attention to something very, very quickly. Uh, so what I would love for you to do, go and post it on Instagram stories, hashtag book direct at Boostly UK. You need to do the at Boostly UK so I get the tag. And if I get the tag, I'm going to pick one person over the course of the next 24 hours. And this is only for those who watch live and I will send you some Boostly goodies in the post. All right. So we're going to finish up. Uh, we're going to go David, Naim, Terry, and Richard. David, first and foremost, how can anybody find out more about Hostfully? And um, where's the best place if anybody wants to reach out and say hi? The floor All is right. Yours. So our website, Hostfully, H-O-S-T-F-U-L-L-Y.com. Uh, information about our property management software, our guidebooks, uh, all our industry reports, our blog. So check that out. Anyone wants to reach out to me personally, David at hostfully.com. Would love to hear from you. Fantastic. Moving on to Naim. Naim, you've, uh, you've been very, very generous with your time and you've a bit of a nice exclusive there. Thank you very much. How can people find out more apart from the link that, that I just gave earlier? Um, well, I, the way we've grown over the pandemic has been by word of mouth. So I'd say the first thing is ask around, ask people who've signed up to Zivu, who've started using Zivu, who are contributing to making Zivu what we all want it to be. Um, and if you want some generic information, of course, you can come to our website, zivu.com. Or um, if you want to have the special information, you head over to boosty.co.uk forward slash explore. Um, you can drop your email address and someone will reach out and answer any questions you might have. Fantastic. And how are you spelling Zivu? Z-E-E-V-O-U, but you can spell it whatever way you like, because we actually have a page on our website with all the common misspellings of Zivu. <laughs> I love, I love that. Thank you. Uh, Terry, we'll move on to, to, your, to your good self. If anybody wants to find out more about the work that you're doing, um, find out more about the, the blog or anywhere, keep in touch. Where, where, where's the best place? How, how can we do so? vacationrentalsoftwareguy.com or terry at nmrlandbeachrentals.com. Fantastic. Thank you very, very much for coming on this evening. I massively appreciate it. I'm really glad that we've been able to, to get you on. Uh, Richard, so we've got a newsletter, yeah. fantastic newsletter. Uh, I, I'm, I'm, I, uh, I, I love uh, reading it. And, and where's the best place that people can, can keep in touch? How can they get hold of it? Well, uh, yeah, I mean, you can go to uh, rentivo.com as a website or yes.consulting as a website or Richard at either of those, Richard at Rentivo or Richard at uh, Yes Consulting. And uh, I, I'm also all over LinkedIn. And I actually really love people connecting directly because they're actually the people at the sharp end. It's, you know, we're at other parts of the ecosystem, but it's really great to talk to people who are actually taking bookings facing guests, cleaning stuff, you know, mopping the floors, doing the toilets, all that sort of stuff. So yeah, direct connection is great. Love it. I, uh, I, and I just want to say as well, I'm really looking forward to whatever point it may be, 2021 or maybe 2022, being able to go back to live events and, and seeing all your, your faces at them, um, wherever, wherever it may be in, in the world, I'm really looking forward to that. And I just want to say thank you so much to every single one who has joined us this evening. And thank you to everybody that has tuned in live it's been it's really cool we've had almost 100 people which is fantastic uh, i just want to say thank you so much to our sponsors which is obviously zivu and and hostfully we will include all of the show notes we'll include a full transcription we will have um all of the links that we mentioned it will be on the boostly blog 
So to find that, go to boostly.co.uk forward slash podcast and all of the information plus all of the other 10 series that we have done of this podcast will be on there as well. We've got hints and tips and interviews. We've got everything you could possibly need. So we're in season 11 right right now of the Boostly podcast. Um, Very, 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 very soon we are going to be doing a, a podcast episode every single day. So you can get your Boostly fill, whether it's on your phone, computer, tablet, wherever you may be, or whatever social media. We're going to be ramping up the amount of uh, content, free content that we put out there to help the hosts and guests. So for everybody here, thank you so much. And we shall see you very, very soon for another episode of the Boostly podcast. And it may even be tomorrow. Depends on how quick my editing team can work. So thank you very much. And we shall speak to you all soon.